All right, guys, episode number 28 of The Rink Shrinks. It's a mailbag episode. We got some great questions that we go over. Uh, we got Brendan Sheehy comes in, talks to us about the TSR tent sale that's coming up. What do you say, Machi? Ready to roll? Let's go. All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 28 of The Rink Shrinks. What's going on, my friend? Uh, not too much. Not too much. Before we get going, I'd, I'd just like to, uh, you know, we'd like to dedicate this episode um, to a very good friend of mine in memory of Jim Murphy. He uh, suddenly passed away the other night. And our thoughts and prayers are with his wife, Stacy, and his two young children, Gavin and Quinn. Um, he's a extremely thoughtful, caring person that uh, was a big supporter of the ring shrinks, big supporter of the six line. And uh, we have a, a tribute video that WBZ put together that we'll put in our show notes as well as the GoFundMe link. Um, but the that tribute video that WBZ put together, he was an employee there for 19 years, and it really captures everything that he was as a person, uh, a friend, a coworker. And, um, you know, he will be he will be missed. And I just uh would like to dedicate this this show to him, and uh, I know that he'll be listening. Yeah, Mott's very well said. Obviously, uh, a life gone too soon. Obviously, I didn't I didn't know Jim, uh, but you always spoke very highly of him, and you know you knew his work if you you, you watched that that um, you know the the video that WBZ put out, and uh, just incredible incredible worker, and all his coworkers the way they spoke of him. Um, so highly and, and just an incredible person at work and at home and with his family. So it's uh, very sad. And like you said, uh, we'll, we'll get whatever we can do to help and we'll get the information out there and support his family as best as we can. Um, yeah. And he, he was the one that converted all the, the old school VHSs that my mom had stored on, under the, uh, under the bed to, to DVDs, you know, and, he, you know, he was an editor for the sports uh, department there at WBZ, and he, uh, you know, would go in at three, four in the morning and, and pop those VHSs in, and it wasn't like high speed dubbing. Like he was like, "Oh, that that Can Am game in '89 was pretty good." He would watch some of it. So. That's <laughs> I mean, amazing. We're talking hours and hours, hundreds, like a hundred plus hours of of uh, converting. So. Small little acts of kindness like that were um, common for Jim, and he will be missed. Yeah, well, it, that you know, again, I think that it's something that that puts life in perspective, right? And we hate to 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 go down this road, but you just never know, right? And you always hug your loved ones, and you never go to bed upset and things like that, right? Because you just you just never know, and it's sad. And we, um, you know, that's part of why we do the show here too, right? Is is you know we want people to enjoy the process and have fun with their kids and not get so caught up in the moment of, you know, a game is what it is at the end of the day. And, and, you know, we make fun of it. We talk about it a lot, but again, it's, it's, there's a lot bigger fish to fry. There's a lot, um, you know, there's, there's people have a lot bigger problems in their life. That's for sure. So we, um, you know, again, this should be about fun. We talk about youth hockey. We talk about kids playing sports and things like that. And that's what it's all about. Um, Mots, what do you think? We, we got the we got the mailbag, so let's let's get into a couple uh, questions here. You want to lead us off? Sure. So this first one is an email. Um, 
My son is a solid tier one 2006 player and will be attending one of the new hockey academy programs in Boston this fall. He's extremely driven and dedicated to the sport on and off the ice. Although he has had a fair amount of success, he can't seem to break into many of the elite camps, such as CCM 68 district teams, national camps, etc. He's starting to get a little discouraged and thinks his dreams of playing D1 hockey and beyond might be unrealistic. He does a lot of research on players and notices a lot of players come from the NTDP at his current age of 14 slash 15. Are there any players in the NHL that did not come from these super elite programs or teams? And that's the question. And look, looking for ways to keep my son motivated and follow his dream. Thanks in advance, Steve. No, I think Steve, it's a, it's a great question, right? I have an 06 as well. Um, I think it's, you know, the, the, when we've talked to a lot of our guests about it, I mean, look at a guy like Keith Coin, look at a guy like uh, Zach Sanford, who we had on, you know, a, a few episodes ago, um, you know, one of our early episodes, actually, you know, he played at Pinkerton Prep School, which is a, a prep school we've never even heard of. He grew up playing for the Manchester Flames in the, you know, which is more or less like the tier one level. It's not elite hockey in, in the New England area. And, you know, X amount of years later, he's a Stanley Cup champion and he's a regular on a um, on the St. Louis Blues. I think there's there's a ton of guys. And I think that it's at, at 14, 15 years old, this is the, the point in time where if you're dedicated and you don't let the outside distractions take over your, your you know, your your life and your mind and it doesn't distract you from your the, the the path that you have or the or the passion that you have with the game then it's still a long road the days of you know there's a handful of those select kids those ntdp kids that are going to go at at 17 18 years old and step right onto a college campus but the rest of them in my eyes aren't going to be there till they're 2021 so the process is still a long road there's still you know at, at 14 years old you still have six years really before college and, you know, trust the process, keep up the hard work, keep, you know, keep doing what you do, keep putting in the work on and off the ice. And, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll, it, it'll, it'll happen. Yeah. I, I feel that um, it's very easy to kind of compare, you know, uh, some people's success to their path. Um, there's many different paths like Brian, like you just said, but it also can be a negative if you start comparing at an early age and, and thinking that that's the only path, um, you know, to kind of keep your son motivated. Um, you know, the, the love of the game is the one thing and that burn internal burning desire to be the best you can be, whether it be that practice, that that game, um, you know, shooting pucks in the weight room as they start working out. Um, that's just staying in the present. So although there, it is good to dream and have, you know, some goals down the road, uh, it's very important to stay um, focused on what's right in front of you. And it's, it's difficult to do at times, um, you know, as a parent and, and some kids definitely look ahead to, you know, where they want to be versus what they're doing and understanding, um, you know, going to the hockey academy and enjoying that process. Just enjoy where you are at the time. And, um, and, you know, things will fall into place. You know, if, if you don't play D1, I mean, it's, it's just not meant to be, then you, you had fun along the way. And that's the one thing that I'm trying to, 
you know, do with my son as well. It's, it's definitely a balancing act when, you know, you, you see other kids doing certain things. Um, some kids are better at, at certain ages, but that developmental path is different for everyone. And if you enjoy the moment, I think you're going to find more success and, and those dreams and those goals will be realized. Yeah, very well said. I agree. Uh, before we get to our next question, Mots, I want to talk to you about Skit Scott, right? I've been wearing the hat here for the last few episodes. Uh, our good friend Tommy Noto just launched this this app, and uh, we're we're very proud that they're coming on board and they're you know a, a sponsor of the Ring Shrink. So make sure you guys get out and download Skit Scott, the app. S K I T S K O T. Uh, Skitscott is a new video-based social media platform that combines the best functionalities of TikTok and Instagram. Skitscott's feature-rich audio and video editor allows its users to create videos up to one minute long. The platform allows users to use augmented reality filters, picture-in-picture, layered audio, and other editing tools found only in costly movie production rooms to express themselves in a short video. Skitscott is also a secured social media platform that respects the privacy of its users. Skitscott does not share, trade, or sell the personal information of its users. This app is made in the USA. That's awesome to have uh, Skitscott on board. Uh, Tommy's an exceptional guy. I get the kids uh, downloading... uh, the app and and checking it out all those things i don't know how to do so um you know layer on filters and and layering audio and but a bunch of the kids are enjoying uh making those videos and sharing and creating and so definitely check it out um it's a new uh social media platform that is uh, going to be interesting and and it's great to be uh on the cutting edge and one of the first uh, users, so yeah, we're skits goddess. We I know I, I get it. We're, we're skits goddess. We, I get know, an account. Yeah, we get accounts. So we're, we're we're starting to get into the uh to the game here. You know what I mean? That's what the, the the kids are all into. They're all watching the TikToks and Instagrams and things like that. We're a little bit we're a little bit older than that, but we're uh we're getting in the mix here. It's it, it's helping us as well. So no, thanks again to um to the guys at Skits Scott for their support, and we love your T notes. That's for sure. Uh, on to our next one, um, another another uh, email question. Hey, guys, I coach in Durham, New Hampshire. I know where that is. And I'm going into my third season as the head coach. Previous two seasons for uh, with Squirts and then Pee Wees. When you develop uh, practice plans at this age, do you follow USA Hockey ADM drills and practice plans, or do you work on more specific drills that you see players could work on or a little bit of both? How do you choose your drills for the week? Thanks, Scott. Skit Scott. Nice. Yeah. You know what? It's, uh, you know, I was talking to someone the other day about being, you know, a coach at certain ages. And it's really just about that preparation. The practices are important. That's where you coach. And in the game, you, you kind of correct a little bit for things that they might see again in the game. But, you know, taking on the, the, the coaching responsibilities and being prepared and understanding your role and, and, and creating those practices appropriately is very important. So this is a great question. Um, the ADM model has a lot of ideas, and I think you know the concepts that they're trying to promote are all you know spot on. But you don't have to follow it completely to a T. Uh, what I like to do is kind of look at a drill, kind of understand what the concept is. 
and then make it a little bit more realistic to what your team needs for a game situation and create that drill. So they're not just doing a drill to do a drill, you know, whether it be go around a cone or whatever, it's, you know, there's certain skill drills that, you know, you can, you can do, but if you're trying to do a team practice and you, you want to try and get something out of it that can apply to a game, try to construct that drill with the concept, uh, the basic concept um, applied and just, you know, create it so that they, they're getting reps and they're going to see it in a game. You know, you, you want to try and try and figure out. And that's the fun part about coaching is trying to get to that spot. And then you start seeing some results in games. Yeah, I think that's, you know, one of the best advice I got um, when I started my coaching path was, you know, you as a coach, you kind of have to have a you, or you have to have a feel of, you know, what your team needs and what your practices needs and things like that. So, you know, when you're when you're in a game and you might be struggling with your breakouts or you might be struggling with your regroups and things like that, you know, you you make a little note, you put something down maybe in your phone or or or, you know, on a notepad or something like that. And you say, hey, you know, this week in practice, we're going to work on those certain things. Maybe it's your your forecheck, whatever it may be. And, you know, you have to feel it. I think the ADM model has some some great things, some great ideas, and it definitely has some, um, you know, it has a, a good little guidelines for you to follow to, you know, and in little checkpoints where you should be at, uh, your, your, your team at the very least should be at. So it's good to use and use as a resource, but it doesn't have to be the, the forefront, like, oh, I'm going to use, you know, my, my night one practice of the year is going to be this, my night, you know, and, and my night 32 is going to be, you know, the same one that they're trying to say, right. You have to kind of feel things out and, and go from there. I, I think the best coaches kind of have a, have a feel for that type of stuff, which is very important. Um, Another thing, yep. Go ahead. Well, yeah. Another thing on that is sometimes I would get, I don't know if it's like ahead of myself or trying to do a drill, you know, that you know requires you know some movement, some passing, some one, whatever. But if the kids aren't executing simple, basic skills, then you then just scrap the drill and do something very simple. Yeah, dumb it down. Like in, I, I look at it as. You know, we always talk about the passing, right? Passing is not valued by, you know, the kids as much as it should be. But if they're not, you know, connecting on passes and the drill is just a disaster, then just stop and stationary pass. I, I know it sounds crazy, but, you know, make sure that you they get the technique down and they're making tape-to-tape passes and focusing on it. And then you can start the drill back up again. You know, I did that a few times and got, and got some success out of it. So just a little idea. No, I agree. I, I mean, I actually, I got a little camp going on um, this past week and I did the same exact thing. It was a, you know, passing drill and kids are flicking pucks. It was a disaster. And I'm like, all right, guys, we're just going to stand around the circle, get in groups of four or five guys and and just start sliding pucks and execute. And, you, you know, you got to teach guys to that, how important those little things are. But then, like you said, I, you look at the kids and I'm like, hey, guys, this is as easy as it gets. Like, let's, let's focus on this and then we'll get to the next, the next steps. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of New Hampshire, I think it's time we, 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 we were lucky enough to be joined by 
Brendan Sheehy, uh, he, he jumped on for a couple minutes. Brendan's an owner up at TSR Hockey, and they have their tent sale coming on, and it was, uh, it was great catching up with him and talked about some of the, the fun events that are going to be taking place up in uh, tax-free Salem, New Hampshire. All right, so we are pleased to be joined by Brendan Sheehy from TSR Hockey. Uh, they've been a, a great sponsor for us. It's been a great partnership. We really appreciate it. And as, as we've told you guys about, they have their tent sale coming up July 26th and lasts through the 31st. Uh, you go up there in uh, Salem, New Hampshire, tax-free Salem, New Hampshire, and get great deals. But Brendan, welcome to the show and talk to us a little bit about what you guys going on here. Hey, uh, Brian, Mike, what's going on? How you doing? Um, We got our 13th annual tent sale up in Salem, New Hampshire. That's tax-free Salem, New Hampshire. Did you mention that? I did. I did. Uh, You know I'm a New Hampshire guy. Good man. Um, So all, all mass... Hockey players save an instant six six point two five percent coming over the border. Love it. Um, so our, we have our thirteenth annual tent sale. It's grown into something uh, pretty big uh, the last last couple of years. Um, it's next week, Monday through Friday, uh, ten to seven. Saturday, nine to five. We had a lot of a We used to just do it for four days. Now we have, uh, and our customers always wanted to see if we could do longer so we're trying it for a week this year that's great that's great now talk to us about uh what are some of the deals that you guys are going to be having up there brennan obviously you know stick prices we know are astronomical um and that's that's just no matter where you no matter where you go uh as skates things like that but i i, I did see some things online you guys have those 2s pro skates for 300 dollars. i mean that's a that's a great price yeah. Yeah, that was like a, those were six hundred dollars skates. So, uh, so those are uh, pretty good deal right now. We, there's a bunch of composite sticks we have starting. Uh, we have the composite sticks starting at forty nine ninety nine and and going up from there. Um, the companies are starting to limit the amount of sticks we can buy, so we so they won't be closed out. So you better get those while you can. Because it's it's getting harder and harder to find closeout sticks. Um, so when you say closeout, is that like mostly last year's models, things like that? So you're waiting for the 2021, 22 season stuff to come in? Yeah, um, they would be pro you know products from last year that uh, are no longer moving forward. So we can get those and and sell them at a cheaper rate and get them out the door, save some people some money. Uh, it's a great opportunity for everyone. So I, I think so. It gets us turning our inventory um, and people enjoy buying stuff cheap. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you're running this normal business hours, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a couple of things we have going dur- during those hours. We have, uh, you know, on Monday we have uh, Bauer and True. There's sales reps are in here. They're going to be doing presentations on the Bauer skates, the True skates. Uh, Bauer will have presentations on uh, Monday, Friday, and Saturday. CCM's coming in on Thursday, and then True Monday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, all week long, we have some different uh, games. CCM sponsoring an accuracy contest where from fr- Friday from 12 to 4, where the winner will be given, um, will fit you, fit them up for a brand new CCM stick. Um, 
whatever stick they they choose we have a uh, a stick fitter so it's pretty cool with a with like a slow motion ipad and they have special sticks you, you you shoot with and it tells you your flex point and all that pretty handy i know i won't buy a golf club without getting fit you know like very yeah, important. Yeah. I, I don't think these kids uh, you know should get sticks without being fit but um ccm's giving them you know, the winner of the accuracy contest will get a custom stick. We'll have their name on it. Will be um, built for them. You know, so can Mots and I come up there and, and take a couple shots and maybe get one for us? We we reinforce behind the net. I don't know about the size. We got to check the size. Oh, so <laughs> you 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 you're trash talking us right now, saying uh, that you know we got muffins. Net. In the yeah, we got, we got muffins anyways. We're not going to break anything. You in put your car right that, there. I said, who 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 are you talking to? Like, what that? What is wrong with you? You can't be saying that to Motto and Yanda. Like, <laughs> I apologize. Uh, we would love to have you up blasting some clappers in the uh, in the uh, shooting tank. We have a uh, CCM shooting tank. Well, I've never been fitted for anything, so I, I i mean, I might have to come up and and get fitted, try to get a nice custom stick, see what see see what it does for my game. I like it, you know. Maybe if that Bauer guy worked a little harder at, at you, you know, when you were up at U and maybe. <laughs> yeah, we all know where he spent his time. We can't. This is a PG show. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we have contest all week. You know, spin to win. We have giveaways. Um, you can see this here, the koozies, keychains, T-shirts, sunglasses. Um, There's nothing better than a good koozie. I like the koozie. You know, I Glenn Stewart, the coach at UNH, right? Mm -hmm. He gave me a koozie. It was it's his 40th birthday party, and uh, he gave me the koozie. And I put it in my golf bag. And we went everywhere I go golfing, um, I would take the koozie out, put a soda in it, and – hold it up and take a picture of the course I was at. And Stewie got a little, you know, after a while, he's, you know, Cal, it was a, a bunch of different courses and uh, that koozie's made it a long way. So fun things to do with koozies, I think. Yeah, that's great. Well, he was, where's my koozie, Ben? Where's my koozie, Ben? That's where Stewie was. And <laughs> after a while, he, you know. Oh, that's great. He, he had a whole collage of them. So awesome. awesome. Well, always love a good koozie. Well, Brennan, we thank you for coming on. We thank you for your support of the uh, of the rink shrinks. Obviously, you guys are located at five Kelly Road again in tax free Salem, New Hampshire. Uh, you can always visit the website TSRHockey.com. And, um, you know, obviously, you guys are a great follow on Instagram. We've really enjoyed that stuff. And you guys are doing a tremendous job. So hopefully we will see you up there next week and make sure everybody takes advantage of the 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 tent sale thank you bry thank you mike we look forward to seeing you guys up here and seeing everyone so uh we really appreciate it and ho hopefully we'll have a great turnout all right thanks brendan uh that was great obviously make sure you guys take advantage of that tent sale uh july 26th through the 31st and uh you you'll get some great deals up there and hopefully we can make it up mots but uh what do we got next so this was uh, asked, uh, you know, asked to me the other day, and you know, it's a great question, great kind of situation, and and we can just throw it out there and kind of knock it around. But so let's just say um, a player does not make the varsity, right? So he's a fringe varsity player, but the school that he's at has 
uh, a terrible JV program. So the level of play really drops off from varsity to JV. So what could be the options uh, and the benefits or drawbacks of playing full season somewhere else and still going to school or sticking it out and playing JV at the school? So, yeah, I mean, I think for me, um, like you said, that's a, it's a great question because a lot of, you know, I can speak for the the prep schools around here, right? A lot of the, you know, the varsity teams are strong, but they don't have the depth where they have a, you know, their second team, their, their junior varsity team usually isn't that strong. They don't have, they just don't have the, the, the bodies, right? They don't have the classroom sizes and things like that. Aren't that, aren't that big. Uh, so it, it, it definitely can be a challenge to try to find, um, good games and good competition and, and ice time. I think, you know, you do want to be a part of the program, right? Especially if your goal is to ultimately play varsity hockey for that team. Um, so, you know, I, you know, my advice would be to, to, to try to offset that by playing on a full season team as well, right? Show that you, you, you know, want to be part of the program. You practice with the JV. Maybe you can practice with the varsity. Sometimes you, you, you play your games, but also try to get some other competition uh, in one of those full season programs as well. What happens if you can't and you have to choose? Ooh, I think I mean, it's I, tough because I think you know, it's tough. I think, I think ultimately if your goal is to play varsity hockey and you want good competition, I think you, you've got to make the decision to play for one of those full season teams. Cause you know, you're going to be getting the, the ice time and the reps and, you know, good practices and games. Yeah, no, I think it's a, a tough situation to, to kind of navigate because if you can't do, you know, supplement the, uh, the play with a full season while playing for JV and having the, um, kind of experience of being part of that team and, and part of like the pipeline per se, um, then it is a tough decision because sometimes, you know, some coaches might look at it negatively. I don't know, um, you know, kind of when you try to, you know, go outside of what the school's doing. But but is I that think- a conversation like a, as a coach, right? And again, we're just kind of beating this up, but you, you know, if you're the head coach of a, of a prep school program and you say, hey, you know, I'm going to make the decision to play on a full season team. Like my goal is still to be a part of this, this program. You know, I think you you have a conversation with the coach, right? Like, doesn't that make sense with the varsity coach? Yeah. No, I, I, if I was in that position as a varsity coach, I would want, you know, my conversation went to the play would be, you know, Hey, you're right there. Um, you know, you're not in the mix right now. We'd like to get you in some practices, but I would want him to play at the highest level possible. And if JV isn't providing that, then I would be more than happy to, you know, sign off on him playing somewhere else or her. So that's, yeah, uh, yeah no, I mean, but that's that, that's just my take on it. But some people, you know, might be really insulating and, and not want to, uh, you know, have people play outside the program. But, you know, it is, it's just a, kind of a sticky situation, but yeah, it's it a sticky happens. situation because you know that, uh, I mean, a lot of these programs, the junior varsity, they don't get the ice time They're scrapping for their 15, 20 games. And if you're playing on a full season team, you're going to get your guaranteed, you know, you're going to probably have four, four or five practices a week. You're going to have your, your games, your set schedule. So I think it, I mean, in my mind, it does make sense to look towards that full season option. Right. Um, but yeah, that was, that, that's good. That's an interesting question that can kind of, 
it can go, you know, a bunch of different ways. But I think if I was a coach, I'd be in the same boat. Uh, The next one here is from Instagram. Um, As players move to checking hockey, I've seen a shift in our specific group where the lead coach has gone to all battle slash physical, almost no holds bods approach. Uh, It seems to be at the cost of skills and skating. I understand they need to be physical because it's now part of the game, but am I wrong in saying that this isn't the 90s anymore and we should be weighted more towards skill and skating, especially for 13-year-olds? What do you think, Mott? I, I, think, uh, I think that's a pretty good take. I mean, it is in the 90s. There is a lot of speed and skill that needs to be kind of developed and um, encouraged, but – you know, when it comes to the checking, and we just did this uh, yesterday, it's checking is r- really angles and body position. You know, really, do you see, you know, not really. Um, I mean, you want to avoid, you know, the big blow ups, but you're consistently with all the rules now where like head to head contact, you know, I used to just go face on face, you know, just, you know, yeah. face mask on face mask. You know, that the, explains that chin of yours. Yeah, exactly. So we got, uh, you know, some rules in place to protect players. And now the teaching of, of checking or physicality is really just separating the player from the puck. That's checking. So skating skill, right? And then that use that skating to use as a defensive weapon to separate someone from the puck, whether it be a forecheck. Uh, angling on a defensive uh, on a defensive zone play, it's um, and then when you get there, then you know it depends on how hard you're gonna hit, you know, or how how much you put them up. But um, yeah, I I mean I, I just think you know, this guy must be a little bit uh, of an old old school guy where you know when he came through there he went down the gauntlet and you know getting <laughs> whacked and whatever. So yeah, I I just I would encourage you to just. Uh, you know, advise your your hockey player here. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. I guess it's a girl's kind of check, so it's a boy. Yeah, we're going to go boy, yeah. Yeah, but um, to, just to kind of make sure that angling and uh, skating are the most important things in checking. Yeah, I agree. But I, I also just to, um, you know, to, to talk about it, I mean, I think hockey is all about battles, right, and winning puck battles and, and competition and competing and things like that. So I think there's something to be said for, you know, practices that are kind of battle-based, right, mm-hmm. and, and, and this, you know, you have to compete. The team that competes the hardest, the team that works the hardest and wins the most puck battles, odds are going to win the game, right? You look at the the Stanley Cup that just wrapped up and, you know, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning at the end of the day, they won more battles than their opponent. And so I think there's, you know, a, a balance of both is obviously it's kind of like anything. Um, you know, I think skating and skills definitely need to be stressed upon, right, as does shooting and passing and, and, and all those other little skills along with skating. And like you said, I think angling and separating guys from the puck are, are very important. But if you can uh, learn to win battles and compete and have a high compete level and play with it at all times, you're going to have a successful, you know, you're going to have a successful team as well. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And that that battle situation, though, sometimes isn't to win pucks. You don't have to always be physical either, but it's just the compete level that right. needs to be through the roof. 
at all times. You know, like I always say 50, 50 pucks, who, you know, who knows what a 50, 50 puck is. And then it's like, Hey, you both have, you know, 50% chance of getting it. Who's going to come out with it. And that's the, that's the game within the game. And you, uh, you know, I, I told my daughter that, you know, you know, you pull a ponytail if you have to. (laughs) I think I I said that before, but that's, I mean, I'm sure you have, you, you find a way to, to win that puck battle, but you know, so with that in mind, you know, like battling puck battles and physicality, you know, it, it could be a good message from the coach, but also have having that kind of perspective of that's not the only way to to win a puck battle. You know, maybe it is just trying to get his battle le- the the team's battle level up, but um, you know, that's just kind of how I look at it. Yeah, it's definitely shouldn't be football practice. Out yeah, there, that's for sure. I mean, you shouldn't be uh guys just running around trying to kill each other that's that that doesn't make sense at all if you're sitting there like you said and just you got the tackling dummies out this that that that's not going to do much for your your hockey skills that's for sure um much you want to talk about franklin real quick and uh and and what they got going on yeah uh, we got we're always talking about how important it is to play multiple sports growing up and not getting burnt out by too much hockey and keeping it fun It's also so important to develop skills like hand-eye coordination from baseball or lacrosse, footwork and soft hands from flag football or soccer. Our partner Franklin Sports can can act as the one-stop shop for all your equipment needs to play these other sports. In addition to street hockey equipment, they're offering all our listeners 20% off their entire website uh, of sports equipment at franklinsports.com. Enter the coupon code RINKSHRINKS for 20% off site-wide through the end of 2021 street hockey equipment, soccer balls, nets, footballs, batting gloves, baseball equipment, pickleball, cornhole, volleyball, and more. When the ice melts, we keep playing. Yeah, obviously the, uh, those guys at Franklin have been great. We, uh, we appreciate everything that they do. Make sure you guys take advantage. They have so many off ice tools as well. They just uh, released a new street hockey bag and things like that. They got those uh, training pucks and, and street hockey balls and things like that. So make sure you guys uh, enter the coupon code rink shrinks and get that 20% off. And uh, once again, we, we thank those guys. Um, we got another, another Instagram. Yeah, another Instagram. Is it possible for kids in sports to still be kids? I mean, should they practice five to six days a week? Uh, I would say they sh- definitely sh- still should be kids, right? I think that that's kind of what we've been is our message all along. I think they should be playing other sports. I think they should be doing uh, other things. I think any program that's skating, you know, six, seven, any kid that's skating six days a week, uh, even during the season is the burnout factor is going to become uh, a serious thing. And it's, it's taken the fun right out of it in my eyes. Yeah. And we got to remember that, you know, kids are kids. And I do feel that uh, the landscape is completely kind of gone to, you know, m- the money side of it with, you know, programs can charge more because they offer more and you don't want to fall into the trap um, of thinking that that's, the correct thing to do just because it's offered, you know? And um, so this is kind of like the whole message behind our podcast and, you know, having that kind of voice of, you know, I guess reason, or it's our opinion, but um, you know, to, to be able to let the kids be kids, play other sports, get away from the rank. You want to come back. Like Brian Leach said, right now, Ray Bork, Leachy and Bork both said it. So yeah. Were those guys any good? Yeah. They're decent. The hall of fame. Good. 
Yeah. So that you want to have that, that love of going to the rank. You want to have that, you know, so that happens when you put the bag away for X amount of time and, you know, take a break and come back and appreciate getting on that ice and, and working, you know, to be the best you can be. So it is tough to do at times because yeah. there is, you know, it's always offered things, things are always going on. And, um, you know, you just got to kind of pick and choose and pe- be pretty disciplined and, and, and stand behind your decisions. I think, I think, like you said, Mots, to that point where, you know, people, they, they charge more, right. It's a business, especially where we live. Um, the youth sports, the youth hockey is a, is a big business and, you know, programs are offering skill sessions. They're offering things like that because, and that allows them to charge more money. But in my eyes, like if on a Friday night, my, my son says, Hey dad, I don't feel like going to skills tonight. I have no problem with, with giving them the night off. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just, Hey, it's Friday night. Let's go get a pizza instead. Like uh, right. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to get so hung. Oh, we paid for it. We paid for it and things like that. And I think that's what people need to, you know, they need to understand that, that kids like they might be burnt out from a long week and they might just say, Hey, we got, you know, we got a couple games this weekend. I really don't feel like going to the rink tonight. And you know, it's not his actual team practice and things like that. And you don't, you know, let them have a night off. Like what's the, what's the big deal in my mind? Yeah. And then you, you just got to guard against the kids saying it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll (laughs) be like, I got, uh, you know, call of duty or whatever. Yeah. Like anything. I mean, it's a balance. And obviously if, 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 if he's coming up with those excuses more and more, then maybe he just doesn't want to do it. He's doing the wrong sport, right? Like, well, why are you wasting your money playing in the select program paying 3,500 bucks when you should, you know, maybe you should be just playing in the house league at home and, you know, paying half the money of that. Right. Right. Um, this one, Mots, it's another Instagram. It's more of a statement, but uh, I'll read it anyways. Every single hockey coach needs to stop harassing the referees. If you do that, you are ruining the sport. They are not, they are not perfect. Many are the are kids themselves just learning, and if they miss a call, let it go. Yeah, let I mean, it go. Let yeah. it go. Play the old Frozen. I, I will say it is um, you know something that, and the emotion of the game gets involved and the parents are very excitable. The coaches are, but I was talking to a ref uh, just recently and you know, they're human, you know, they'll make mistakes and especially kids that are just getting into it. It's very difficult, but yeah, just take a breath, try not to be reactionary and um, just let the refs do their thing. You know, I, you know, I'm kind of talking to myself right now too, you know, Yeah, I mean, think of it, right? We just got done with the Stanley Cup playoffs. Corey Perry, if you remember that play, he got high sticked in the face. His nose was like halfway across his 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 face and four referees on the on the ice, two, you know, head referees or whatever they call them and two linesmen and not one of them saw that call and missed it. And that's the, you know, the supposed best of the best in the Stanley Cup finals. So if you if those guys are going to make mistakes, I think the 13 year old that that, you know, is just is a peewee himself is going to miss a call. That's that it, it's just the nature of the beast. It's nobody's perfect. Um, we still got to get a, a referee on and talk about, you know, some of this type of stuff and, and you know, get get their take on things. But I, I it, we've talked about it from the beginning. You know, we're 28 shows in, and I think on on you know shows one through five, especially during the season, you and I have have kind of always 
tried to back the refs, tried to, you know, tried to help them out as best they can. I think parents yelling at referees for missing an offsides call or, you know, a puck that may have trickled across the goal line because they were a little bit out of position. I think it's completely, um, I, I think it's insane. Like the, the, these people need to get a life. <laughs> They're legit. I mean, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, like there's, 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 there's real world issues out there. There's people that, you know, if that's what you're going to get hung up on, then you're a loser. It drives me crazy. It really does. Drives me crazy. Parents yelling at referees in the stands and things like that, especially kids. I mean, I understand people, everybody makes mistakes. I make mistakes every single day. Not on the golf course. No, I was on fire today. Right. I was on fire. Thanks for the donation. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so we have another one on Instagram here. What would it take for you guys to come out to, to Arizona to do the six-line D camp? Oh. Oh, road trip. That'd Sign be- me up. I, yeah. I, I mean, I bring the sticks. Bring the sticks. I, I mean, I think Joanna would be – her bags would be packed already if she heard that. She'll be ready to go. Her and Court can hang out. They'll be at the it- pool. Yeah, we'll be at the rink and then the golf course, and then we'll we'll meet up later on. That'd be that'd be amazing. Go. I think yeah. we could get a guest appearance coach by um, one of our first guests, Derek Morris. He he'd love to help us out out there. So fellow D man, fellow D man, NHL player. Let's uh, line it up. Well, let's let's get up. let's yeah let, let's get that communication going. Let's get that going. I'm all uh, let's go. We just need. What do we need? Like uh, just ice. We need ice. We need the flights. We need yeah. a couple things. Maybe a couple tea times set up, and we are we are all set. Done. Done. Let's go. Let's go. Well, we got this last one. To, can we go now? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Hey, so well, by why don't you take this last one? This uh, this is probably one of the better emails that we've uh, we've gotten. Before I do, I want to talk quick to you about uh, cross-country mortgage. Um, if you own a home and you haven't looked into refinancing in a while, having a Chris uh, a quick chat with our friend Chris De- Devon and see if it makes sense for you. Many people don't understand the impact that a refinance can have on their monthly savings or overall wealth. Maybe it can help us pay a, a, for a trip out to Arizona for a hockey camp. I don't know. Um, but Devo may be able to help you save on a monthly basis so that you can put your money savings into, I'm sorry, put your money into savings or other projects. Check, check him out at chrisdevin.com. Again, go to chrisdevin.com and he at the team at Cross Country can let you know if they can save you some dough. Cross Country Mortgage LLC, NMLS number 47305. Yeah, so that... Uh, cross country mortgage does a great job here, and like you said, finding some extra dough to uh to put into you know a little project. Like I said before, my garage uh, that, that's a, actually a great uh idea for me to uh to find a little extra dough to, to, to make it a nice man town, yeah, that's huge. Little uh, man cave. I'm trying, all right, here's here's our uh, our last our last email. This is fantastic, by the way. Um, Love the podcast, guys. My son and I listen to it every week on our way to the rink. We enjoy the podcast every week until Dave, question mark, opens his trap. His He is like the kid's Stillwell 
off the movie A League of Their Own. Annoying. Replace him with Jersey Shore. I'm sure he can handle the audio and editing without being annoying as hell. (laughs) I I want this guy one-on-one. Uh, I don't yeah, want rough and rowdy. I think, there, I think there's rules in rough and rowdy. I don't want any rules. I want a UFC right? just, cage match. Yeah, I just that's what I want. Uh, you know what? I kind of agree with them, actually. Maybe I don't know. Either way, my feelings are hurt because I don't like people. Can you mute that. yourself right now? He, <laughs> Kevin doesn't want to hear what you're saying. Well, I mean, you don't have to turn on me just because one email turned on me here. I get enough <laughs> of this crap in my day to day life. Yeah, very true. Did Dave's just a punching bag? Whether it's for Kurt Minahan or or Kevin, the chiropractor, he's just getting it. He's just getting it always right now. That's unbelievable. It's um, all right. Hey, Kevin, don't be shocked when you see your Yelp reviews. Uh, they might be changing a little bit, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stillwell, such a great call, though. Stillwell, yeah. Angel. That's so great. Oh, well, th- awesome. thanks for uh, reaching out, Kevin. That was a great, that was one of the best, uh, you know, emails that we got. So appreciate the uh, the listen as well. So yeah, no, that's that that that's good stuff, and everybody loves a good a league of their own uh, reference. That's for sure. One yeah. of my one of my favorite movies. All right, Mots. Well, that's a wrap for today. Once again, um, thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to um, to everybody, and obviously, uh, like Mott said at the top of the show, um, this episode has been you know will be dedicated to Jim Murphy, and make sure you guys. Um, you know whatever you can if you can donate and help out to, to his family uh that that type of stuff goes a long way yeah you'll be missed jim uh we love you bud rest in peace yeah cue the rink shrink shuffle dave